Hello and welcome to another edition of Trash Arts Tick with myself Ryan, we got Sam and we got Jackson. Um, this is episode 5 guys and today we'll be reviewing The Lighthouse which we had the privilege of going and seeing um, well the other day and uh, yeah what a great film. We'll be joined by Robbie um, who joined us last week uh, to review that and then we'll be moving on and we'll be talking about a film festival that we actually um, ran this Sunday just gone, um, where we actually showcased a few of our, uh, well, our industry friends uh, film, The Day of the Stranger with Tom Lee Rudder, who we had on a few weeks ago. But also we had uh, a viewing of Atlantis, which is a film that was shot in Portsmouth uh, 30 years ago by uh, a chap called Michael J. Murphy. And I had the privilege of going around and talking to cast members and also audience members who came to the film festival. And um, bit of a vox pop. And, um, yeah, we'll be getting into that. Other than that, guys, let's get straight into it. The Lighthouse. So, guys, we're going to talk about The Lighthouse. We actually went and seen this um, a few weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before we talk about that, we should mention that it was on the stormiest of days possible. <laughs> we uh, yeah, storm, storm Kira hit. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> gave it some uh, real authenticity. Yeah, I think Kira or Sierra. Kira? I'm not sure if you which way you pronounce it, but it was a storm that had that sort of name. It was very fitting. Yeah, 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 it, was, yeah. it was good. It, it was built like up the anticipation more. Coincidental immersive cinema. That's what we we're uh, coining it. Yeah. And not one person got blown away. No, <laughs> no, no, not quite. No. <laughs> well, we were blown away by the film. Yeah, no, the oh, film yeah, was like, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was really something spectacular. I uh, I'm still trying to come to terms with what I think all of it meant, and uh, we all have our own opinion as yeah. to what it kind of meant as a film, don't we? I think it's a, I think you can only come away with different opinion. I don't think there's an absolute answer to it. I think it's just really well, it uh, takes you on this crazy journey, mm. and throughout it, you're trying to configure. Oh, hold on a second, that's happening, but. What does that actually mean? And then before you can really kind of justify a certain scene, they're already moving on. And even the, the so I always talk about characterization and stuff. <laughs> um, so like with the characters, one minute they're fighting, then the yeah. next they're, they're getting drunk and they're all in love with each other and having a sing song and like lying on each other's laps and stuff. It was just bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, the they were sort of in a, a constant state of instability as as um, characters in their in their mentalities and uh, yeah, it was really it was hectic to watch and hectic mm. to sort of keep up with where yeah. they were at and you kind of just had to accept that their relationship wasn't uh, wasn't one that was uh, solid in in any respect. It was constantly changing, constantly shifting. Um, and a lot of it was sort of power play between the two of them in different different ways. Um, yeah, I, I just... It was a relationship out of necessity as opposed to, oh, here's two people that are, like know each other and they're friends and then they have a fallen out because of a slight disagreement. Yeah. There was always conflict, but mm. they couldn't let the conflict completely dictate the state of play simply because they were the only two there. So if they didn't get along, they alienate themselves even more into yeah. more isolation. So they have to get along. 
but they don't want to get along. And it's like this constant battle. And the and the main thing that they seem to seem to disagree about and get get sort of angsty about is the light, uh, the, the the lamp itself, and going up into mm. the. And that's that's when the sort of animosity between the two characters starts off. Is the is uh, Tom? Um, what was what was the character? Robert Patterson's characters. He went by different names throughout it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. But it was Tommy by the end, I think. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he he was desperate to get up into the into the lamp and and you know keep the light itself and uh, and Willem Dafoe's character would have no, absolutely none of it and and was quite sort. But of, he would go up there himself. Well, yeah. If if you see the film like, I don't know. It might sound a bit weird, but if you think of the film like the lighthouse is almost like what a mermaid is or a siren, and they're both at sea wanting to get closer and closer to it. And that's what, like, the draw of the light itself. It has almost th th those sort of aspects because it is constantly calling at them. There's that constant sound drone of, like, mm. it's constantly there. Yeah. And although at first it feels like it's almost that repetition of them having to do the same sort of jobs in the roughest environments, towards the end it's more like, you know, is it the call of them to go crazier and crazier for the, both wanting the same thing? I mean, you had the obvious metaphor as well that that you know the the light itself represented some kind of you know truth, uh, and that like when he saw the light, it literally burnt his eyes out. Mm. Eyes out. Um, there's sort of a, a almost a, like Adam and Eve. Pie. Yeah, there's yeah that sort of reaching perfection and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it it's destroying collapsing. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, halfway through, I literally thought it would be actually a ghost story but then <laughs> it turned out that it wasn't a ghost story <laughs> but if that was your take on it then it could have been a ghost story yeah, yeah. well that's like, the thing it, it's still a horror movie it still plays to the horror tropes yeah it doesn't necessarily have to have anything that goes over the top with it but it's definitely a horrifying experience and it's mm. kind of like what Roger Eggers did with his first film The Witch The Witch is a horror film because it's very much specifically you know there's a witch in it that's definitely there. It's not not a witch. There's a witch, but it doesn't focus on the horror tropes you expect. It, it plays on the characters and this sense of dread and mm. lack of any hope. And the lighthouse goes in a similar direction, but plays more to madness and just all those different levels of like. If there were a, a list of stages of madness, it kind of ticked all of them as it was going along. But there, there was also this big uh, like big focus on, on different activities that gave them relief. Um, like, you know, mm. not to be crude, but pissing, shitting, wanking, farting, farting. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like singing. anything. Huh? Even singing, like when they're singing yeah. the sea shanties. Yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. Drinking. <laughs> Dancing. Um, uh, there was even that moment that um, Robert Patterson's character toasted um, uh, to relief because I think he b b thought that he was being relieved in the next few days yeah, by the boat was coming go. to collect him and... Spoilers. And so, well, come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're way, way past that point now. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, like, to talk about the performances, I mean, I, I think I, some people still see Robert Patterson and they're obsessed with the Twilight image and that's all they can focus on. But that was, like, what, 2014, 2013 that ended? Or 2012, I can't remember. But he has been consistently brilliant in indie films. He's done a lot of work with David Cronenberg with uh, Cosmo. Cosmopolis and uh, Maps of the Stars and um, yeah and he did that film last year The uh, High Life by Claire Denise and he's just been consistently brilliant playing these really complex characters 
And with this film, he easily gave his best performance. Where there were elements of um, like Jack Nicholson with The Shining. I mean, there's elements mm. of The Shining throughout the whole entire film. Yeah, yeah. 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 And to pair him with William Dafoe, who just seems to be the best character actor going right now. He's always been great, like in um, Wild at Heart. You know he can push it with those eyes. Those eyes <laughs> can do some crazy stuff, and he knows how to really bring it up where it's not hammy. It's just intense as hell. Mm. And he brought so much of that to the character, to the point where the actual reason for why he's screaming and going crazy is absurd and I don't want to ruin it because it's hilarious but mm. it shouldn't be hilarious it's not the right words for it but it is it's, it's just ridiculous what that particular argument they're having because it is like two flatmates who just don't get along yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny it is funny it shouldn't be funny but it is it's weird it, you feel a lot of different things through it really mm. I think I think the film is is actually very funny. I think that so many elements of it, so much of the arguments are, are hilarious because they are, they go to such extreme levels of, of uh, you know, uh, referencing <laughs> Greek gods and things yeah, when yeah. when uh, when threatening each other and arguing with each other. It's uh, it, the dialogue itself is so within the time and it feels like a, a piece of theatre or, or something. You know, it just just the it feels way, classic. It feels yeah. like you know you're gonna know that story for like a long time. It's just, yes. mm. and again, even the aesthetic. Like I know it's obvious. Yeah. Yes, it's black and white, but the feel of it, like the look of it, the when the way they use shadows and lighting. For, so when it's dark, you sometimes you can you can't even see the actor's face, but you you can feel everything that's going on by watching their body and how it's moving and the way they're like mm. kind of voices kind of going a bit crazy and and stuff like that and when they're out by the rocks and they're just shadows and then when you go to daylight it's real stark you're kind of almost like oh shit fuck we're in bl blinding light here you know and I, I think that aspect ratio definitely had an impact on, on it made you feel uh like they would they were sort of closed in that they were they, they were shut they, they were in a smaller space um and i think that if you'd had those wider images the lighthouse would have looked too uh, too uh, sort of open and free mm. because mm. it would have you would have seen too much of the landscape around it. Yeah, uh, and this whole it's a claustrophobia. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because although there is space around them, it's not exactly you know. It's not explored. No. Yeah, it's not something that you can well you you know you can like have a stroll out onto during these massive. Well, you kind of you feel like almost because it's so condensed that they are on just a rock. And mm. that's kind of it, yeah. because you never really see the rest of the landscape. You see yeah. where they go and work. Like where, um, I think there's like a little boathouse, isn't there? Mm. And they go down there, um, and that's the furthest away that mm. they ever really get. Um, well, yeah, well, think just, about the opening shot, where it's just like that complete fog, and it's just dark, and you're just slowly seeing this thing come into focus. Yeah, There is nothing around them. It is, they are just surrounded by fog and hope. Hope that they're going to get off <laughs> the islands. <laughs> And I just feel so sorry for that seagull. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little thing. I knew yeah, it was yeah. coming, but <laughs> that was that was incredible. How did they do? Was that CGI or? Well, I imagine that... like quick cut, so because you see when it cuts to him like bashing it and stuff. No, it, I. It wasn't I, a real seagull. He was. That, that, I, I know that. I meant the. Um, I I meant with the uh, with the seagull the way that it sort of responded to him. Oh, they had apparently they, they 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 did have someone who trained the seagull. Really? Yeah, that's a trained acting seagull. That's insane. <laughs> that's the I first thought time that I've was that in film. I thought that was <laughs> animatronic or something. No, 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 that's, that's, that's a very trained seagull. <laughs> that's that was mad. 
Let's hope he gets some more work. Wow. <laughs> he should have got an Oscar. I think he... I think he they do have animal awards, and I swear he was nominated for animal awards. I was going to say, that the seagull Oscars are later on in the year. <laughs> and that seagull was called Stephen. They're called the Steven gulls. Stephen Seagull. <laughs> Stephen Seagull. So, uh, oh, I, I feel like I'm being really dumb, but what, what, that's not the actual seagull's name, is it? No. No, no good. No. So I'm, glad, I'm glad. I had a moment where I thought maybe Robbie had a, a, like, you know, no. obsessed over the credits. I know what he can be like. Sometimes, uh, no, it was Cyril. <laughs> Super Cyril. The seagull's got to have a name. Well, look at the credits next time you watch it. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> would he come up in the credits? Yeah. I suppose it would. Yeah. yeah, most animals come up in the credits. To be honest, there's not that many actors. There's like two actors and a seagull. So well, there's like... also the... And the mermaid. Yeah, oh, the, there yeah, is the mermaid, that. Of and, course, yeah. Which I don't... I mean, that's such a strange aspect that you just need to witness how his translation of mermaids. Because one thing I always like about Roger Eggers, when he, when he uses witches and when he uses mermaids, he goes to a very medieval level. There's nothing like Disney-fied. There's nothing urban or modern it's very much they look like you know what you expect to have in like grim tales and stuff like that and they do horrible things and their bodies look kind of strange and even the depiction of Neptune like he's proper yeah. old-fashioned Neptune there's no just him having a beard and with a six-pack and stuff he's scaly yeah like shells and stuff mm. there's mm. so many interesting things in that and that's why I, I'm not a big fan of period horror because it can be very like period piece horrors can be so stale and most period pieces can be very stale but what, what Roger Eggers does is he keeps all that grime it's such a grimy film like there's just filth being thrown in a very literal sense and and between them and it's just like it's it feels more authentic to it I think yeah I think my problem when I, when I see a lot of period pieces is that they just they, they just don't they reflect aspects of the history of the time, but they, they kind of ignore large swathes of it and the, the sort of more disgusting, revolting, like nasty parts of of society that existed then. And this didn't. This acknowledged the fact that these were horribly flawed people that were, you know, just constantly um, being disgusting in some way or another. They were they were sort of animals by yeah. the end of it. They were truly animals. Um, and it, it did make me think, like, you know, the, that's that's how many people would have been out at sea on boats, trapped in sort of, like, you confined. know, an isolated, confined area mm. where nothing really matters what you're doing as long as you're getting the job done. Um, yeah, I imagine that to be quite chaotic. They yeah. probably stank as well. Yeah. They didn't really clean themselves that much. No. Like, well, where, the where would you clean yourself there? Like, I you, suppose you'd it's... have a bath or you'd go into the sea, I suppose. Yeah. It wouldn't be a proper clean, but... Yeah. And they were, they were pretty... Uh, we, we don't need to get into the <laughs> yeah. clean themselves. This is, this is silly. Like, it seems to be on quite <laughs> limited screens in cinemas, and from in the UK at least, from what we're seeing. I mean, it did okay in the box office in America. like Not amazingly, but for that sort of film it did pretty good. And if you get a chance in the UK, it's out now. I think people should try and try and take the opportunity in the cinema. Yeah. It is a really great cinematic experience. Yeah, it really is. It's it's well worth seeing it in the cinema. And just, uh, I mean, I like because I love watching stuff on the computer as you as you guys know. 
But like you end up just on your phone and so when you go to the cinema, it does just make you like switch off and like just pay full attention to everything, yeah. to everything that's going on. I mean, and with that kind of film, that's what you want. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was so glued to the film that I was like popcorn in one hand, you know, drinking the other, I put the drink down and of course I was eating the popcorn because I was so intrigued in the film, I kept missing my mouth. <laughs> so when the lights came on, I was covered head to toe in popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> You've got more on yourself then. That's the way to do it properly. Yeah. That's how that's the cinema experience. So guys, now we're gonna move on to um the event that we ran on Sunday, just gone, called the Real Indie Film Festival. And um basically we managed to showcase a, a few different films, one of which was our own, and one of which was called Atlantis. Um, Atlantis was actually filmed in Portsmouth 30 years ago, but when you're watching it, you wouldn't believe it was actually in Portsmouth. It's, it's really well done, and it's by a director called Michael J. Murphy, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Um, but I had the pleasure of actually speaking to a load of the cast members who were involved in that film 30 years ago, and um, some we've actually had the privilege of working with as well. Um, and then... We also managed to uh, showcase Day of the Stranger. So Tom Lee Rudder, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he came down with a load of his cast and his crew. We got a few interviews with them. And um, also we showcased our own film, which is a little bit different from what we're used to, um, called Fixer. And uh, we had our very own Chris Mills, who was uh, the star in that, and also Phil Lydon, who uh, wrote the, the film. And uh, yeah, we had great response for that, and it was absolutely awesome. So, guys, let's get stuck into it. Hope you enjoy this segment. A little bit different from what we're used to, but let's go. Do you care to comment on Day of the Stranger? Yeah, um, I thought it was really good, genuinely. Um, it reminded me of um, psychedelic, not like psychedelic, but like kind of like trippy sort of Nollywood movies kind of like narrative wise were like mixed in with like so like biblical mixed in with western because a lot of like people from like that part of America are like quite biblical and just seeing how like killing someone and going down that road path can make you feel like you're getting tormented by Satan and just seeing all of that allegory (laughs) oh didn't that rape scene I was not prepared for. Um <laughs> but I thought I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed it. It was good. good. Yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> no problem. Not your usual scene, <laughs> but I appreciate it. That's <laughs> no, okay. Can you just state your name? Uh Karis. So what's your names guys, sorry? Uh, my name's Bree. Bree? Uh, Neve. Neve. Neve, great average name. Thank you. I don't know why I'm thanking you for that. Thank you. <laughs> like your parents. Anyway, guys, just doing a little bit of an interview session. And what was your take on Day of the Stranger, or even in general, the film festival today? Um, it was psychedelic. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely unlike anything that I've ever seen. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, lost for words, hmm? yeah, I am definitely lost for words, it's going to take a, a while to kind of sort out what I'm gathering from it, um, yeah, I, 
Yeah. What about yourself, Neve? Um, well, again, it was definitely something I've never seen before. I could tell that it was Western inspired, <laughs> obviously. Um, and I, 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 I'm quite perplexed. <laughs> I don't. Um, in a good way. In a, in a good way and in a I'm confused way. <laughs> but also, I thought the editing was very well done because it did that <laughs> to me, like with the um, the moments where everything's overlapping each other and I think there's a moment where there's like a mountain in the background and the sky just goes off <laughs> so I like that Can I let you guys into a little bit of insight? This film took six years to film Six years? Yeah wow. Different cast members and loads of alterations of the script A credit to the guy who directed it, Tom and so yeah Where was it filmed? Pardon? Where was it filmed? Birmingham Really? Yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Where's the sand at? <laughs> the, 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 big, the big plains, the sand. Where, where's... Well, that's just like, in post. They can add that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, I was, that is very impressive then, yeah. Some of it's really beautifully shot. I think a lot of, you know, the, the two camera shots with the, the profiles and the coloured lights, that was really beautiful, I think. What brings you guys down here this evening? Uh, we're film students, so yeah, we were just looking to get a bit of experience with indie films. So I'm now with Rob, and uh, yeah, Rob, what was your take on Day of the Stranger? I think uh, very unique, I haven't seen anything like it before. Um, I think it probably have quite a big cult following. Uh, and it's nice to see it in kind of an intimate setting with uh, the director and the kind of the crew and that here as well so yeah uh, I think yeah I think it's been a success yeah you got any takes from the festival itself uh, your own opinions say, being a filmmaker as I say it's nice to have an intimate venue uh, and it's nice to have kind of the uh, faces that pop up in, in the community it's nice for us all to be here together so yeah I think it's yeah a really nice idea Good Good okay thank you thank cheers you. mate thank you what did you make a day of the stranger I was very impressed. Obviously, a very great deal of work went into it. I hear it took six, four, six years, was it? Yes, I knew it was over four years, yeah. Uh, and uh, the people that are uh, behind it. And they, they seem, I don't know where they got the imagination from. There's some really, really striking things in there. Really striking things. And sometimes I wonder how people get the imagination <laughs> and the ideas from. You look at them and you think, that's a nice person. And then you see that and you think, hmm. <laughs> What was your favourite bit? Uh, my favourite bit? Um, well, actually, I found out that a lot of it was filmed in the Midlands, in England. And I was constantly amazed at how they managed to use British scenery in a Western. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was... It's made me want to think, look around here now, Portsmouth, say, and say, right, so... If I looked at it from a different point of view, what could I, I make of that? Yeah, what I can you utilize That's it. right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was very impressed. Very impressed. What was your take on Day of the Stranger? Um visually it was exciting. Um I definitely think I agree with what Rob said earlier with it becoming a cult following. 
I think it definitely has the potential to do that. Um, I understand it took six years, did it? That's madness. So, yeah, it's obviously a, a massive passion project. I just hope it gets a little bit more coverage at other festivals. Now I'm joined by Omar, who's our host for Open Your Mind. Omar, how did you feel about Fixer? What was your initial takes? Give me an overview. Well, I've been uh, very anxious to watch this film over the past two years. Uh, I, I actually remember we filmed uh, the shots that I was in the uh, as yeah, the cameo, pro it. yeah, the, the cameo protester. You know, as the yeah, um, I've been really looking forward to watching it. It's it's a, I think it's come out fantastically. Uh, it's come together really nicely as a piece. Uh, easy to watch as well, like very, very easy, to, uh, easy narrative, um, and very satisfying as an overall piece. Yeah. So right now I'm joined by Kayla, who's been involved with the Truthful Life. Um, she's never seen the Fixer. She's never been involved in the Fixer. So what was your thoughts? I thought it was really good. I really liked it. It's really well done. Really well shot as well quite a lot of appearances from known actors from Trash Arts. Anything else you want to say? Um, I really like the soundtrack. <laughs> I really, really like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I said exactly the same. <laughs> it's fair. So we're here with Patrick. Patrick's a star in Atlantis. I just want to know what... I've asked Phil and I've asked Steve the same question. What's it like seeing the film 30 years later? Bloody thrilling. It's absolutely bloody thrilling, honestly. Uh, God, we were all so young and strong and confident. And I didn't recognise you, honestly. You didn't? No. Ha, ha, ha. And then it got no, to the end and I was like, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it was thrilling. Well, well done to Sam and everyone who's arranged this. It's uh, many years have passed, people have passed. There's at least three that haven't survived this. Uh, I didn't and realize, it's a good feeling. I didn't realise until um, Sam told me that your missus is also in the film. Yes, yes, yes. She was the brothel keeper. Yeah. And uh, where it was filmed, it was um, not much bigger than this space in its entirety. And it was a lecture hall at St. James Mental Hospital. Really? Yeah. And it's where uh, Kate took her final exams. So she took her final exams there, went on to be a nurse. And a few years later, it was being pulled down. Michael got hold of it. And we all piled in there and we made a film. <laughs> and it was a remarkable film. It's, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great deal of pride. Good. It's nice to sit there and look back and think, Jesus, did I look that young, <laughs> handsome, you know. You're still handsome. Don't Thank worry. you. But there's, uh, and there's some good acting going on in there. Yeah. Can I give you that? It's a thrill. So, guys, we got Jude, June, and Kit who were stars in Atlantis and I have the pleasure to interview all three of these lovely ladies. Um, so, first things first, like I've asked, I've, I've spoke to Phil, I spoke to Steve, um, I spoke to Patrick and I just want to know, from your perspective, what's it like seeing the film 30 years later? Absolutely brilliant. It was it. so so enjoyable. Um, you forget how 
uh, how crazy it was and how much how, how much fun how, we had how much fun we had and, and all those ridiculous special effects but they were quite they were quite cutting edge at the time yeah, for yeah. somebody that that was kind of doing it in his shed yeah. yes yeah. yes he did those in his shed yeah he did and I thought the I thought the uh, outfits were amazing I'd forgotten how June made made all the guards costumes did she yes all those lovely red guard costumes with yards of cheap material that I think Michael Bob June June sewed all those off did you do your outfits as well yeah I did make all my outfits although every time I they were my first wedding gown (laughs) which because I got married in the 80s there was bloody masses of it and uh, I made about four costumes out of one gown. But it, I don't know whether you noticed, it was quite low cut. And he kept saying to me... I didn't no, notice. No, it's got to be lower, Jude. It's got to be lower. Cut that a bit lower. <laughs> and there were a couple of scenes where um, there was a little costume. Well, we had a wardrobe malfunction. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's all you put it down to, wardrobe malfunction. And we did all our own stunts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> June and I did all the special effects when we the, did the, we, we did the the sawdust in the bags. Yes, we we had we stood up on the top on out ladders. of shot on yeah. ladders and we were throwing bags of sawdust and these big paper mache boulders which were bouncing off people's heads. So I don't know that they look very boulder like. Uh, so many people were laughing in in the yes. destruction scene. He would go bloody ballistic, going, stop bloody laughing. Oh, it was great fun. It was great fun to make. Happy days, happy days. I just um, can't believe that um, people now want to watch it, though, because speaking to a couple of people and they're so interested in what Mike was doing then. Well, it's really interesting because one of the guys we associate ourselves with is a guy called Tom. You've got 15 minutes and the popcorn is now free. Thanks, Sam. You want popcorn, it's over there and it's free now. Sam, shut up! I'm... (laughs) Anyway, so so Tom, <laughs> Tom Lee Rudder is uh, a good friend, good friend of ours, and he made Day of the Stranger, oh, and like yeah. he was massively inspired by Atlantis. Was he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, what is it, uh, Michael J. Murphy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was massively inspired by his work, and Atlantis is one of his like signet pieces that oh. made him want to become a filmmaker. Yeah. So to have you guys here, I'll have to introduce you guys too. Oh, yeah, 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 fair. But Michael was very clever because he would make all those costumes, all the all this sort of jewellery he made out of mod rock. Uh, He would paint it all. He painted all those sets. That was an empty building in a deserted in the deserted school of nursing, actually, at St James. Michael painted all those sets. Yeah, Yeah, made all the sets. Um, all, the, all the special effects he did himself. He made he a lot of the costumes. He yeah, he was tireless. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. tireless. Very, very, very creative. Yeah. Very creative. I really love the um, final scene as well, which I think he filmed mainly in London. And I think all those people that don't even know that they're in this film, I think that's amazing. Don't yeah. you? The punks and the little old men and the tramp and everything. I think he went to 
it's even sorry for me. So it's not my interview. Sorry, sorry. You go on. You go on. You go on. <laughs> well, no, he, I think he went to stay with his sister-in-law for a few days and just took loads of shots around mm. London, didn't he? Yeah. And then he came back. And, and, well, we didn't film in order, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah it was. And, oh, it's such good fun. Well, we've all been friends ever since, haven't yeah. we? So can I just ask you guys? Sorry. What does the future hold for the three of you? <laughs> Are you guys gonna do some more films or? guys if you ever looking for any kind of work you want to get back into the the arts the filmmaking scene we always have roles and stuff so we'd always be more than what about happy. the three witches in Macbeth? why don't we <laughs> when should we three meet again oh, why don't we write our own story about yes. this why don't we why could well, there's no reason why we couldn't absolutely <laughs> let's do it let's make it happen anyway i really appreciate you guys taking the time to have an interview with me and like do you know what hats off and you guys were awesome thank you <laughs> thank you thank, you, very thank much. you for giving us an awesome spectacle oh, this evening thank you for arranging it yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. we've enjoyed it it's got lots of so guys hope you really enjoyed that a uh, little bit different as i said but we're looking to do more of these kind of film festival events and um, so please follow us on social media uh, that way you'll be uh, kept up to date with exactly when and where we're going to be doing these events. Um, other than that, 
please like, subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, trash arts tick out. Bye. Ta-da.